Hell yeah. It's 2020. 2019, we had Mandy. Yes. This year, Nick Cage is back with... Color out of space. Color out of space. One step further. Nick Cage probably set an incredibly high benchmark last year for zany, crazy, automatically culty, bonkers, strange, bemusingly weird in his performance in Mandy. A film that we reviewed, go to elsewhere on our channel. Me and Mandy saw it at the London Film Festival, you caught it afterwards. Yeah. Uh, some just quite unforgettable, even if you wanted to forget them, moments uh, of him just in states of extraordinary alcoholism, violence and ludicrousness. Well, the producers, and this is a deep, this is really train spottery and excuse me, but for film buffs out there, Elijah Wood, who is the actor who played Frodo Baggins in Lord of the Rings, has a production company and um, he picked this film up, Colour Out of Space, oh. as it was looking like it was not going to happen. And he approached Richard Stanley, the director, oh, to come out of hiding. Yeah. Because he went into hiding after he was fired from directing... The Island of Dr. Uh, the Island Moreau. of Dr. Moreau, starring uh, Marlon Brando. He went into retreat. He's known for being a bit of a cosmic mental nut, nut job. Okay. He, whilst making the film, he hired a, a group of witches to look after his cat. Of course, as you do. That's as mad as he is. He's, he's crazy. He's advised that people take edibles to go and see this film. That's his, his, his <laughs> active advice is, I've made edibles a film, it, you know, like... go and eat drugs. Eat oh, drugs and see this film, is oh, what they I say. See. So I'm leaving it at that. Oh my God. So Colour Out of Space is a, a movie uh, based on an H.P. Lovecraft story written in 1927 about a meteorite that strikes the earth um, and weird shit happens. Um, most notably, the, the landscape and life and everything takes on strange hues and colours and, and what have you. Um, it stars Nick Cage. It also stars, bizarrely, sort of acting royalty almost, and yeah, Joan Richardson. Richardson. Madeline Arthur, and she was the daughter of Amy Adams' character in Big Eyes. I mean, it, this is a cosmic sci-fi horror film. Uh, and it's just out there. I mean, literally, words are kind of failing me. I was so excited about us getting to reviewing this that... In a way, I'm just, I think we should just put up the poster now and just look at that. <laughs> and that pretty much describes it. Because it's, it's pink, just... it's mental and it's nuts. Yeah. What were you expecting with everything you know about Nick Cage? Everything you know about Nick Cage. I was, I was, I was expecting a Mandy type thing. Right. Yeah. So which... something quite psychedelic. Yeah. Very what WTF. Mm. Um, and I was expecting Nick Cage to go, you know, mental. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, w I didn't think it would be crazier than Mandy because I didn't think it was possible. possible. No, but I was expecting I was expecting kind of a comedy. I didn't right. think it. I thought it would no, not that it is a comedy, but that it would be kind of laughable. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's why. I, I mean, it was hard to expect anything from the trailer because. Yes. I mean, we sat down at the Prince Charles Cinema in Central London, which is a cult cinema. And I bought my dear daughter Maddie a beer. In fact, it was free. It was the film, film studio that bought it. And we sat down, and I, I have to confess, I was kind of sitting down thinking, oh my God, I hope this is going to be as strange and as weird as... as but I genuinely thought it couldn't, it couldn't top Mandy. No. What were you expecting, Mum? 
Well, I didn't see the trailer. You don't know that. Yeah, you didn't even know what we were going to see, did you? Did no. The... But I know Lovecraft and I know. Um, Cage. Cage. Yeah. Are you a Nick Cage the... fan? Oh, huge. Why, why are we Nick Cage fans? Well, it goes right back to things like Raising Arizona yeah. and stuff when he was younger. Yeah. But still bombing. He was zany then. He was completely zany. Wild at heart. And he's always been known for sort of, I think. Um, even in the old days where he he's an amazing actor but he could come in and give an absolutely awful performance because yes. he couldn't be bothered yes. and then leave yeah. or he could come in and give like so many like to use the analogy again of up to 10 yeah. or down to 6 he'd yes. give 105 yeah. all the time yeah, yeah. so over the top and that's true for Mandy and it's true for this isn't mm, it mm. But, but in a different way I have to confess at the very beginning I was really worried Mm. The beginning the, was such it was such oh, a weak girl. start. Yeah, yeah the first she scene with the girl. So kind of staged. It all felt bad seventies yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, it was just it was bad. It was just bad. It was yeah. awkward. It was odd. It was jilted. Uh, you know, you had this. His daughter was sort of doing a sort of witchy thing, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. And then this guy who was a what was he? He was water a water specialist. A urologist or something? No, urologist. He had to be a water specialist because it was for the well. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he was examining the water. He was a water specialist. They have a conversation. Yeah. And then Do they go, have water specialists in those days? Yeah. And then, and, and then we go back to then we go back to the house. Yeah. And then we meet Nick Cage and Jolie Richardson, and then I can't the meteor strikes. Yeah. Quite at night. At, at night. Yeah. I mean, what was so brilliant about it was that I felt exactly the same. Was that I thought, oh my god, the beginning was awful and didn't seem to fit with the set with the rest of the no. film at all. It was like it was just dropped in there. Mm. One presumed it was going to make an appearance later but it didn't did it mm. um but then we went to the family house and almost immediately it I had this sink it would be a sinking feeling if i wasn't so happy that nick cage in in the guise of being an ordinary family man mm. in an ordinary family house with ordinary things to milk suddenly went into a complete overdrive performance well from the very beginning in mm. fact he was not on the same level well i as any I, of us. I absolutely knew we were in the presence of genius, of genius when i knew that nick cage was overacting his socks off yes was coming out with ri ridiculous shit yeah and basically had a herd of alpaca yep. at the back of the farm <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> had a herd of alpaca at the back of the farm that he had to go and what milk, milk. In the in the story, because I looked at the story afterwards, and it's obviously cows. It's not alpacas. So, <laughs> so I mean, where did he go? I reckon he's got alpacas, Nick Cage. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me if he has a story. So it's like, should we just put the alpacas, yeah. alpacas into it? So we're not going to make any apologies for this, unless you're into belting in to a really kind of off your head hallucinogenic ride through madness, and really through Nick Cage's. Hairline I said when, when it comes out, I'm going to tell all my mates when we're at a party or something. To put it's it on. winding down. It's like we're putting on colour yeah. out right space, space, and nothing you can say. Yeah, it is now for me. Yeah, I mean we are kind of jumping ahead, but I mean for me, quite quickly, I began to realise we were in the presence of some really screwed up, <laughs> curveball head. Yeah. I mean, if there's anyone stranger than Nick Cage, it's Richard Stanley, the director yeah. of this film. I mean, exactly. beyond strange. strange. The, the meteorite hits, and then yeah. all, and then sort of. Well, I hate to say it, a little bit like coronavirus, the viral type effect happens, yeah. doesn't it? But yeah, it starts with Nick, Nick Cage gets it first, so doesn't he? It's with that he can smell oh, this yes. horrible kind of like rotting, rotting smell. smell. Nobody else can smell yes. it. Yes. And he got like the and he first. He starts to itch. Then he starts itching. Yeah, his skin turns to like bark. Yes. It's really weird. Yeah. It's yeah. disgusting. 
And then the girl starts feeling really ill, doesn't she? The That's mum right. chops her finger off when she's... Oh, my God. What about the moment Jolie Richardson... Lift, lifts her hands up. She goes, I mean... Oh, well, I, I mean, I have to say, I was blown but, yeah, away. Yeah, the poor little boy goes through a lot. Oh, he's oh, so cute. Yeah. Yes. Hill oh my God, the boy. The yes. Because yeah. he's the one that all the blood the, goes off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's just out in the garden staring and it sort of happens down the well, doesn't Somebody it? Somebody says Oh, I hate point. wells. I don't know why. And yeah. 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 Stuff going well, on. All's well that ends well. Yeah. I think Lovecraft knew that. They are weird, aren't yeah. they? But isn't there a point where somebody says, where's, what's the boy's name? I can't remember. Where's Wally? Where's whatever his name is? And somebody says he's down the well. Yes, he's he climbing into like, the well or something. He's like. down the well. I well mean, what, what starts to happen is a sort of di- a sort of disconnection happens between everyone, right down to so. So for me, I thought Jodie Richardson was, was mesmerising. Mesmerising. I mean, how she ended up in this film, I don't know, because <laughs> she sort of is quite a classical actress. Uh, yeah, exactly. She's obviously the daughter of Vanessa Redgrave. She just let go of literally her finger because that moment where she held her finger up. That and believe really, me, that isn't the most no, amazing. No, no, that's the beginning of the end. Yeah, but that earmarked the beginning of a of a kind of disconnect where everyone started to be not all. Everyone started to be normal about extraordinary abnormal things. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't yeah. they? Yeah, it was yeah. really weird. Talk to us. Talk. And then there's the bit where Nick Cage goes picking for these tomatoes, which are like a ridiculous, tomatoes, yeah. a ridiculous tomatoes. size. Yeah. Like, and then he just goes into the kitchen and. Um, bites into each one of them and then spits out the bite that he's had, yeah. but he does it to every single one. Yeah. So he goes, oh, and, and then the wife comes and Yeah, and then the wife comes down to and then he like chucks it in the bin yeah. like really hard. And, and then the still- wife comes down to try and tell him, you know, we need to get something fixed in the house or something but he's just going mental she's like oh my god you're like i can't talk to you and then she just, you just go she goes away and then you just go back to the and goes, i think it's a great idea ronnie like it's to just bite reverse of where it's it was just so weird I it made it. no sense i mean the idea that sort of this meteor or whatever it was that as well as sending things magenta also sort of yeah encouraged these, these enormous fruits and flowers yeah, it was which like tasted a of nothing genetic modification but then, modification, but then nobody nobody sort of gave Nick well nobody thought that Nick Cage would convey that to us by taking bites out no, of his huge absolutely. and throwing them down absolutely. and I mean and, and then there was the whole thing of everybody treating Nick Cage as if he was just a normal dad who you know somehow mm. didn't you think I mean I'm taking her to the hospital because she's got a well, I thought I thought Nick Cage did a, a remarkably odd job of being the man of the house. Yes. I mean, he stayed the man of the house yes. even when he had moments where he started to break out into Trump language. Yeah. Yes. So, he would start talking like this out of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird. It was like that is so weird. It is the whole. No, but it was so weird because it didn't fit. fit. And I'm like, so why there'd be is moments he where he'd be Trump? like the warm, lovable dad. Or yeah. the dad that's trying to protect in this very curious scenario. Yeah. I don't think you guys respect me yeah. enough for me to be your father. Yeah. yeah. And he just like goes. And somebody, the... somebody said somewhere that, I mean, this isn't my original <laughs> thought, but it's so true, is that he conveyed his normality by he'd be he'd be mad as a hatter with his glasses off. And then he'd convey his normality by putting his glasses on. And that meant that he was back yeah. to being normal. Yeah, he was. Just, 
wasn't. So it was like... It, so I mean, true. Absolutely ridiculous. It was like whatever move he would make in his character development to yeah. sort of anchor himself yeah. and bring normality was weirder than the thing before. <laughs> yeah. So there was exactly. no... no so uh, anyway, so so th basically this spiralling sort of mess develops. And the this... only kind of like sane person in all of this is the water specialist. Yeah. Because yeah. he's the only one that knows that the water... So yeah, the water's contaminated with whatever this meteorite is because mm -hmm. and, and Nick Cage keeps drinking it like he's from he keeps putting the ice in his whiskey glass and the ice you can see has the weird like psychedelic yeah. Kind yeah, yeah. colors in it and he it's just funny because it's like everyone's telling him that the water's contaminated he's the one that just keeps using ice cubes yes. don't you think he's, he's, he's from a different film that guy yeah absolutely it's like he keeps wandering in from some sort of yeah almost tv series do you remember at the very beginning and I'd forgotten this but then I looked at the story and Lovecraft starts a lot of his stories with the idea that, I mean, he's always got the idea that underneath the surface of the landscape mm. is something far more ancient mm. than we want to know about. And do you remember the very beginning of it? There's a voiceover before we get to the girl on the beach and it's talking about the landscape. It goes mm. through all the things. And that, in a way, was... <laughs> what's the name of the director? Stanley. Richard Stanley. Richard Stanley at that point was making a Lovecraft film yes. and then suddenly it all spiraled out of well, control. Well, I'd love to know what it's like direct, directing Nick Cage because I guess if you're Richard Stanley, you've got this idea and you're clearly whacked out as it is. He wears a Stetson, he looks nuts, he probably eats yeah. animals all the bloody time. Yeah. Um, I love this guy. I love, oh no, he's brilliant, he's brilliant. He, he looks brilliant as well. But So you rock up on set with Nick Cage. If Nick Cage suggests, why don't we go this way with this? If How can I you was say no to him? Well, I wouldn't want to say no. No. I, I want to go everywhere Nick Cage's brain wants to take Well, him. exactly. I wonder if that first scene, which didn't fit in with any of the rest of it at all, because yeah. Nick Cage was the original film. was what was, Stanley yeah. thought, this is the way this, this is film's the film's going to go. Gonna go. And then Nick Cage comes Came along. He's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. On oh, my microphone. Yeah. On my microphone. Yeah. They're going to go and milk the alpaca. And milk the alpaca. Come on. That's so the, the line. I mean, it's become an ass. No, the line is where he's in the, the... Okay, so then there's a really horrible bit which, so, where the film's quite a dark turn. Oh, it's when such a dark turn. The mum and the little boy get attached to each other. Well, she takes they merge back into their, bodies. Bodies. their bodies. Their bodies. We have body horror. Yeah, body like horror. Cronenberg. It's disgusting. It and first of all, there's a bit where on the couch and they're making weird noises and weird like I mean, fluid is coming from You can't there. stress enough how disgusting, how disgusting yeah. it is. And then they're making these noises and Nick Cage is like, why do they keep making that sound? <laughs> like, totally insensitive. When there's your... Your wife and your youngest child attach each other. You're complaining about the noise they're making, but and then there's the bit where they've taken them upstairs and they're like they're becoming the even more like <laughs> disgusting and gooey. And then the dad comes up after having killed the because all the alpacas get attached to each other as well. Yeah. They're this big gooey mess, and he kills yeah. all of them yeah. and then cries. And he's really sad. And then he's he comes really upstairs with the blood all over his face. He goes to the two older kids, "Get out! I'm going to deal with this." And then she goes. Like he dealt with the alpacas. <laughs> yeah. He goes, get out. Yeah. <laughs> so he said that the reason like that. that that happened was she absorbed him back into her body and they all got absorbed to get away from Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> to make them less of a target because he was by that point so mad. And there's a point to, to sort of, um, uh, to go with what you, you just said as well, is that when he comes out of the room at one point, the girl is there, who we lose track of the older girl, don't we, at some mm. point. But anyway, she's there and she says something to him and he says, 
I won't have your dra drama anymore, Lavinia. Yeah, 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 your and, drama. And this is, this I won't have your drama. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's the most over-the-top, overblown. You are categorically going to love it yeah. or loathe it. Or loathe it. And if you loathe yeah. it, I mean, it's not the kind it's of like film I would... Yeah, yeah. Nadia would despise it. Yeah. It would be seen as ridiculous, ludicrous. Now, I have this big thing that I, I often... I hate films that kind of come with what I call a photo, an identity kit approach to becoming a cult classic mm -hmm. yeah. i.e you know if we adopt this attitude have a droning soundtrack have a yeah. david lynch yeah. sound noise yeah. Yeah. have weird shit for weird shit's sake a bit like in fabric yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly where yeah. you feel that there's almost the rationale of the filmmaker is this is going to become cult yeah cult, that's not what cult is cult yeah. just happens this i think is a curious example of how this is just the odd byproduct of two really odd people it's yeah. Two alpacas. Two alpacas. Yeah. <laughs> and to that end, it I feel there was an authenticity oh, to everything we got in this. It wasn't like straining hard to just be strange for strangers' sake. And I think that's the charm for me. The film is a really hard thing to describe because it wasn't a conscious thing. I think it inadvertently became something accidentally. Because yeah, you're yeah. right, that first scene didn't earmark a great film at all. No. It became more and more mesmerising. It became more and more hallucinogenic. I mean, the special effects for what they were were clearly low budget, but I thought were very effective. They were. And amazingly, it, it stayed a Lovecraft film in, yes. in a way, in yes. a weird way, yeah. with hardly any special effects. No, absolutely. absolutely. It must have been a limited budget too. And I, I, I even would go, go so far as to say, as it moved towards its kind of literally self-consuming end, didn't yeah. it? I mean, it became a... A sort of an abstract wash of, of mm, colour. Yeah. It really does, in its own weird, druggy, trippy, way. edible way, become an exploration and meditation on what the fuck are we? Yeah. What 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 is everything? Which is yeah. all what's what all is perception? Is and yeah, it made exactly. me think about doors of the doors of perception. At, at moments, it reminded me of that Ken Russell film, Altered States, in that William Hurt moment oh, of the fusion God, of the body. Do you remember that? that? Yeah. yeah. And Cronenberg. And Cr a lot of Cronenberg in there. So. And yet, in the, in it's, it's not often you get a film like this that's very much its own film. It's yeah. not like anything a lot of anything else, else no. I've seen. Mm, no. Mm. I, I mean, considering the actual premise, which, which is that something descends, colours everything, I mean, that's the main yeah. uh, side effect of it, poisons the well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the stuff that's added, like the alpacas, the woman taking somebody, I mean... It's all so nuts. Mm. It must come from the director. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's moments of calmness, isn't there? Where he, uh, there's one scene where he's standing behind Jolie uh, Richardson, and he's sort of before he takes her to the hospital, mm. I think, where he's sort of like a, a normal family man for five seconds. Yeah. And then he goes off into this. I mean, I don't know whether it's just me, and I don't know if it is just me. I think. Oh, I don't think. Also, don't forget the hippie guy that lives. Oh, oh yeah. God, yes. Yes, oh yes, yes. God, the strange guy in his caravan with the CCTV. I love yes, him. Yeah, G Spot. G Spot. Was the cat. And the cat was fused with. The cat was the first. No, that's the got to be Stan. That's got to be the director. Is he probably his cat? It's probably him. That <laughs> guy. Yes, that's true. I've forgotten him. This was like entering the brain of someone in mid trip in the 70s. Yeah. Yes. In LA. Yes. Yeah. Going balmy. And but you're parked inside their head. It was like Inside Out, Pixar's Inside Out, but in the head of an hallucinogenic. Yeah. Movie. Okay. Well, let's sum up and then let's let's give it a, a really odd scores. Nanny Dyer, why don't you lead? Um. Well, I'm a huge Nick Cage fan, but he really outdid himself. Yes. <laughs> I'm a huge Lovecraft fan too, and I did sort of the two, I didn't know how the two would go together, but they went together amazingly. <laughs> 
So we got some Lovecraft, as I say, so we got some sort of traditional horror in terms of Lovecraft fans. But then we got Nick Cage just mental in a good way. I mean, like almost, I, I can't just can't say how so hard we've already said, like almost every time he's in, um, yeah. in focus, he's balmy. I mean, he's absolutely mad. Mm. And even when he's trying to act normal, he's even more mad. As somebody said in one of the reviews I read, that he's not just frightening the audience, he's frightening himself, <laughs> which, is which is absolutely true. You felt like he didn't know himself what he no. was going to do next. No. And um, I'd be, it must be so exciting to direct. It must be, mustn't it? Mm. And maybe, maybe they had to troll through people who were willing to work with him, like Jamie Richardson. That's probably why she did it. Because yeah, she yeah, said, yeah. oh, well, go on then, yeah, all right. Yeah. But um, it looked amazing. It's, um, I love the soundtrack. It was completely just mental. I can't even sort of go into the story more than that because yeah, none of it yeah, made sense. Yeah. I would give this film, God, what would I give it? Because, oh, blimey, that's a difficult one. Yeah. I think I'd say, I think I'd say 100. Fair Because for what it is and for what mm. it wanted to give us, it gave us it. Yeah. yeah. I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. This, for me, this is one of those guilty pleasures. I thought he would not be able to pull off the trick of another Mandy. No. And this isn't another Mandy, though you can't fail but see parallels because it's just whacked out, weird and bizarre. Mm. And Nick Cage and is at the centre. And very colourful. Yeah, very yeah. colourful. <laughs> and Nick Cage is at the centre of it being very, very, very odd. Um, he's weirder in this, though, than he is. Weird, he's he is kind of, weirder in this. It makes him seem normal and mad. Yeah, yeah it, it really does. does, it does. So, at a point where I thought Mandy couldn't be outmandied, it's been outmandied, and it's been outmandied by this. I thought, for, for what there was of a story, it was redundant. The reason it works for me, and it won't work for most people, because I think a lot of people will find it sort of just too, too much and too, too out there and too whacked yeah. out, but this is what I think cult indie cinema is all about. This is all about experimenting, pushing boundaries, being shocking and not caring. And, you know, to that extent, I think Richard Stanley has to be absolutely deified and put on a pedestal yeah. and prayed at. Because unless we have voices like this, I said it the same with Mandy, you need films like this yeah. so that generations like Maddie's generation coming through can point to these moments, go, fucking hell, man, there's this movie. And it came out in my generation. It's not always someone else older going, it's yeah, my generation, my true, generation. Very true. It's not trying to be cult, but it is immediately culty. Elijah Wood's production company that's choosing and commission and producing these films, he's on the money. He's doing he something is, really cool. good, yeah. He could become the uh, the modern day, what was the name of the director that used to, Roger Corman, could yeah. be the modern day Roger Corman. Again, finally, the reason it works is everyone, the young actors and Nick Cage and Jolie Richardson gave it, they played it for real. They did. They played it for real, even in its madness. Yeah. You you feel, you believe Nick Cage in his reversal on Trumpy moments and weirdness. Absolutely. I mean, and his sudden reversal on chewing the tomatoes. So it's just, it's totally out there. Um, I would recommend, I don't drink or smoke drugs, but if you do partake in either, <laughs> they will only add to this. They will only add to this. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And I think it's a great idea for an end. In terms of a score, I'm giving it a, an unreserved 100 out of 100. Mm, blimey. Um, <laughs> I mean, you guys have pretty much said what there is to be said about the film because yeah. it's so whacked out and weird. You won't understand this until you see it, but no. then it's so hard to say anything about it because it's just... It is. I don't really know what the storyline was. I don't no. really know what was it. It was... It was just such an entertaining film. Like it, <laughs> it, it was just. I don't even. I don't, it was just funny looking around as well at the audience. Yes, they were all just was. sat there like, 
what is happening? I'm yeah. loving it, but what is happening? Yeah, yeah. And we had like a group of like young guys, didn't we, next to us? We were just drunk. getting so drunk off yeah. all the free yeah. beers. It just must have been like even crazier. Um, but I mean, yeah, I haven't seen many Nick Cage performances, but like, I think it's only been Mandy this and then something else. But literally, he's he's so mental. I want to spend a day with just Nick so Cage and then the director of <laughs> the school. Because I feel I like do. that would be such We want to be on be your film set. Yeah, we want to visit your film you set. You nearly were. Yeah, I want to hear all of Nick's... I, I want to hear the ideas that Nick comes up with that people don't take on. Yeah, <laughs> very, very true. Very true. That's like, so what, true. true. Yeah. But, um, if this is the choice he has made... Yeah, yeah. what are the ones that they have yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it was absolutely. It was. It was just amazing. Like, I want to watch it again with a yeah, group so of right. mates when everybody's like really yeah. off their face because it was yeah. just so it made funny. Made me want friends. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, the color. I really loved the color that they too. used as well. Yeah. Because it was like a bright pink, but it's not like Magenta. the color you've seen. But yeah, but it's not. It's almost still, still a color you haven't no, seen. No, 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 absolutely, right. um, absolutely. Yeah, and I, lo- and I love when, I don't know why, it's just it's aesthetically pleasing for me when a film has like a specific colour. Like Mandy, it was red. Yes. Sometimes it had a bit of green and blue yeah, in there, but true. its colour was red and this film's colour was Magenta, some yeah. colour out of space. Yeah, um, yeah colour out of space. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I would give it 100 out of 100 for what, what you, for what it was. Obviously, you compare it to a film like... Uh, 1917. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a yeah, different like, thing. If a film, if a film's job is to entertain an audience, then this film is a yeah. hundred out of hundred. I looked around at one point and everyone in the cinema, and it was jam-packed, previous screening mm. was like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, also, because it'd been, it'd been very weird and whacked out, and you know the whole time you're watching it, it could go absolutely anywhere. But when it took that dark turn with the, with the mum the kid oh, when right. I say attached I mean their bodies entwined Fused, with yeah it was just I was shocked I was, I was. Like, yeah and then it was just how kind of like dismissive the whole family was with it as well oh. apart from like the stoner teenage boy yeah, was kind yeah. Of like, what the hell <laughs> that the, Nick Cage is just there like why do they keep making their noise <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so weird it's so your wife and child yeah. dying yeah. Yeah. yeah so 100 out of 100 yeah I would give it 100 Richard Stanley I adore you. I pray at the <laughs> altar yeah. of your belief in making this. Because you know he's now endeavouring to make a trilogy of H.P. Lovecraft films. Oh. If this does well, he's going to make two more. Oh, brilliant. And I'm, I'm, I'm utterly chuffed. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, well, well yeah, so there you go. And I think we've got to do one thing, guys. What? We've got to go milk, milk the yeah. alpacas. Yeah.